All right. Hey, guys, what's going on? My name is Chris Hawkins, and this is Your Best Life Defined. Uh, I love this topic. I love this. I love this because this is what I turned into, right? I turned into this guy that walks around trying to give people advice about how to access more of the amazing things in life. That's really, I mean, in a nutshell, that's what I do, right? I sit and I, and I can't help myself. I can't help giving that advice. I, If I have a listening ear, I'm going to share my story. I'm going to share my story about how it is that I've been managed, or we, Sandy and I, have managed to actually transform our life into what it is today. It's really cool. What's funny about that is when I look back at all those years I wasted being angry, and I look back at why I was so angry, I think it it culminates in who I was as a child. I mean, I went through hell and I was angry because of all the things that happened that I didn't have any control over. My parents got a divorce and my stepdad, my first stepdad, uh, we actually picked him up from the penitentiary or the uh, reformatory in Buena Vista, Colorado. He was a former DOC inmate. His name was Richard. Uh, He preferred to be called Dick. It was a name he lived up to. He was an ass, right? And... So I, I kind of developed this strategy for survival. We moved a lot, like I was a new kid all the time, so there was always someone I had to fight. And I I culminated, I used that anger to create this persona that kept people away from me. I was unapproachable and I was mean, right? I didn't have friends. I was a loner and and, and I was kind of odd too. And and, and those those all those scenarios, they weren't they weren't anything close to what I wanted to be. But it's what life had turned me into. It's what I became to survive the environment that I lived in. It's funny because I came from 23 and a half years working in a federal prison. And if you've never worked in a prison and watched how people evolve, it's kind of interesting. Because you'll get some guy off the street. He's never done any time at all. And he'll come in. And when you first come in, bring him into the prison, he comes into receiving and and you check him in and do all that process and they come across the yard and they're first they show up at the housing unit and they're real cordial and they're real respectful right and for a lot of these guys they get some misinformation and and it's funny because i won't see the same guy that was nice to me and told me about his family and how it sucked that he ended up in prison and he's just a regular nice guy and then you look you meet him like three day or three weeks down the road and he don't talk to you he gives you the mean look. You mean mugs you. You ain't talking to you. And then a month and a half later, he's got a tattoo under his eye. And he's got tat- he's starting to get tattooed up. And he's starting to sag and starting to look like one of the regular guys, right? It's all about survival. It's all about survival. It's, a- it's about transforming yourself so that you can accommodate the environment you live in, right? I did the same thing with all that anger. And what you might not realize is that's what you do too. When you when you were 18, 19 years old, the world was your oyster, right? You could you could do anything. You didn't have no boundaries. You'd get you get a job, you had the money, all you wanted to do was play. All you wanted to do was have fun. Where are you at now? Where are you at now? How does it feel inside you when you wake up in the morning? How does it feel inside that thing deep inside you? You know, that feeling that we all have, whether we're either happy or sad or how does it feel to be you, right? How does it feel to live the life you live? What are you becoming? That scared the hell out of me, right? 
that was the point when I got scared to hell. So 2011, my dad dies. And I, I'm really amazed. I, I, I'm sure anyone listening to this would say the same thing about their own father. But what was amazing about my dad dying, as sad as it was and as hard as it was for me to get over, is in his passing, he gave me the most important gift of my life. Because by him dying, it forced me to take a look not only at, at how he had lived his life and how it ended, but it forced me to take a look at who I had become. And there I was as this angry man. And I didn't have any, at that point, I didn't have any reason to be angry, except for it was a great tool to keep people away from me, to keep from getting hurt. And I couldn't do it anymore. Couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't hide behind all those shields. I couldn't hide behind all of that baggage that had created a monster, right? And look at me now. I don't know, 11 years later? 11 years later, I don't have any interest in fighting. I don't have any interest in being mean. I, I'm definitely trying to keep my noise out of your business from the standpoint of judgment. My mess, my house, I, I know I come across here and I got this perfect, amazing life and I'm living my dream. Yes, it's a pretty cool life, but there's nothing in my life that's perfect. It's not perfect, right? So I'm not coming at you saying, hey, you better do this because your life sucks. But I will tell you that when you, you made those choices like we all do, how far away from that 18-year-old person are you, that 18-year-old that used to be excited about life, that used to be energized and laughed and, and would, would just jump in the car and go on a moment's notice? Not make a plan, oh, no, no, I don't, no, I don't want to go. What did you turn into? What are you turning into? If you've made the same choices as those around you, if you've made the same choices as your parents, take a look at your parents. Take a look at your mom and dad. Take a look at your uncles and aunts. Take a look at anyone who is 20 years older than you. And I'm sorry. Well, no, I'm not really sorry. It's not my problem. But you're that's what you're going to turn into unless you change something. That's what's funny about it is we all run around and we say, oh my God, I, you know, it's life's so hard, life's so hard. Because that's what you hear, right? Especially in the pandemic. Oh my God, life's so hard. But then you look at it, how many people have actually come, came out of this pandemic with a new perspective and a change of perspective with regard to where their values are at? If the pandemic didn't teach me anything, it, ta it, it reminded me that, you know what, I can't be screwing around doing shit I don't want to do. I can't be wasting my time doing a bunch of crap that sucks. Because I don't, I don't, I, maybe you do, but I don't know when this story is going to end for me. And I certainly don't want to miss out on it, right? I waste my time doing a bunch of stuff that ain't, that doesn't inspire me. And people say, well, you know, but you got to work. Okay. But you don't have to be in debt because you work. And what's funny about it is, <laughs> it comes back down to that whole thing. Someone does it, they, they, they get the house, they get the car, and then they walk around and they strut around like they did something, right? You ain't doing nothing by going in debt. Anyone with a job can go in debt. And pretty much if you have the fortitude to save the money, you can buy a car. And I guarantee you two things are going to happen. The bank will give you the money and the appraisal will always come in just right where it needs to be. So that loan gets signed, right? Because that's how it works. Because the bank doesn't care whether the... I mean, within reason, the bank doesn't care whether the property will... Sell or not, that appraisal is just a guess to say, yeah, everything else is selling for that price, so we should be able to get that price too. And that way they pay it. And then if you lose that house, guess what? They take the profit and resell the house. 
And what did you turn into because of it? You don't golf anymore. You don't um, you don't ride mountain bikes anymore. You're carrying a few pounds. You keep talking about losing, but you don't really have the endurance and the drive you had when you were 18 or 19 or a few years ago to actually, you know, get up out of the chair, jump in the car, go to the gym. And if you do go to the gym, it only lasts a couple of days because, well, going to the gym and peeling some pounds off kind of sucks. It's not really as much fun as they they portray when you bought that big ass exercise machine for $1,500 or $2,000 or whatever it is. The reality is, is that all of that is just, it's fodder. It's the excuse for why we can't. And if you're making excuses for why you can't, that's only because that's what you've turned into. Because I guarantee when you were 18, when you were 17, when you were 19, whatever, in those early years before you got all bogged down in this amazing thing called the American dream, there wasn't anything you couldn't do. There wasn't a challenge I would put down in front of you that you would have said, ah, screw you, I can do that in a heartbeat. That ain't shit, right? And now look at you. Hey, you want to go for a mountain bike ride? I don't think my tires are flat. You know what I'm turning into? I'm turning into a better version of me. I don't know if you notice this. I like talking about me. I'm the shit, right? I like talking about me because I'm turning into a better version of me. Am I getting older? Yes, I'm getting older. I'm losing some weight. I'm thinning up. And now I've started, I've decided that I got to start hitting some more weights. I don't have quite the muscle mass I need now that I've lost a few pounds. So I'm I'm going to turn into that. I'm going to become even a better version of what you see today. A year from now, guess what? You're going to be looking at me and you're going to be saying, oh, damn, he did get the book done. Wow, that's crazy. I wonder if he's making any money at it. Oh, yeah, look at that. He is. Because that's exactly what the plan is. And if it fails, it fails. I'm not stopping because there's still more to do, right? There's still more. What's stopping? So what? How many how many rounds of chess do you play? How many how many how many uh, sets of bowling do you do? How many times have you sucked at mountain biking and you go back out and mountain bike not because you're great at it, because you love it? Because by doing it, that's what you turn into. You you start to quest for that energy that comes from being outside, being active, being motivated, being driven to accomplish what you can't do, to push yourself to the limit of what you can do, right? What are you turning into? What have you turned into? What will you turn into? I'm turning, I'm trying to be better at this. I just, my personality, I, you know what, if I sit in front of a crowd of people, which I'm working on, see, that's the next step in this whole process is doing live speaking engagements, public speaking engagements, been waiting on COVID-19 to get done. Even over COVID-19, guess what? I turned into a podcaster, turned into an author. Soon I'll be a published author, right? It doesn't end. And the only reason it ends is when you accept where you are and you refuse to find the energy to move forward. But the thing is, guess what? No matter where you are, there's someplace else to be. No matter what you know, there's something else to learn. That's the ticket. Now the question we have to ask, are you going to do it? It doesn't matter. I mean, you can continue to listen and I'll continue to show up. But I guess my thing is, what are you waiting for? You're 35, you're 40, you're 50, whatever you, whatever, wherever you are in your life right now, you have no way of knowing exactly how much time you have left. And this whole bullshit idea of waiting until we retire to start living our life is just that. It's bullshit. 
Because how many people in 2020 had that same plan? It was the one that everyone gets when they sign off on this American dream. And it ended. Let's see, what did you what did you do again at the pearly? Well, I was worked, I was 18, got a job, I was working here, I'm 36. I was planning on retiring when I was 50. And here I am. And I'm not making light of the tragedy that's occurred because of this. I'm trying to bring it around to the point that if you're waiting to start living to become who you should become, don't wait. Because unless you have a time machine, unless you can tell me how much time you have, first, next, second question I'm going to ask you is how much time do I have, right? Because I'm doing the best I can. Am I? Is Can I do better? Hell yeah, we can always do better. But at least I can say at the end of each day when I lay my head down, you know what? I'm that much closer. I'm that much closer. It wasn't fun. Sometimes it sucks, but I'm still that much closer. So, I don't know. I don't know. Life has a tendency to push in on us. And just remember that the people you hang out with will create who you become. The attitude, the information you bring into your body all contributes to who you become. That's why I I really limit my social media exposure and I really limit my exposure to the news. Because the truth is, if it doesn't directly impact me, what's the point? What's the point in bringing information into my life and even more than that, getting all excited and sticking my nose into issues that are out there that are in the world when I have issues within my own life that I haven't resolved? Remember, my book isn't published yet. I mean, what's funny about it is I looked at all this hype over this last year of politics and, and everybody has an opinion and some people are spending their entire, every waking moment, every free moment just biting off on big chunks of this information and this idea about what can happen and who to support and this and that. But if they turn that camera on their own life, if you looked at their life, they're sitting in a mud puddle. They're they're struggling financially. Their relationships are struggling. Their life is in a mess. Can you imagine what would happen if we turned all of our inf- all of our energy towards ourselves and away from all the distractions in the world? That's how you can turn into who you dream of becoming. That's how you turn what you want into action. I'm just one guy, and this is not a this is not a unique story. If you if you think I'm over here trying to sell you something that hasn't been done before, no, I'm not. I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm trying to remind you of what's possible. There are any number of there are thousands of people out there who will tell you the same exact thing. Success isn't about how you feel about it. Success isn't about anything but deciding that you're going to take action on something. And the best the best guarantee of success is to make sure that thing you're doing is connected to who you are. Will you live a better life? I hope so. Will you wake up one day excited? Will you wake up one day energized because you think to yourself, Hell yeah, he's right. I tried it. I did it. Look where we're at. We're sitting on top of our mountain and we're unstoppable. It's right there in front of you. All you have to do is go get it. All you have to do is turn into that type of a person who refuses to allow distractions to stop you from moving forward. It's your life. Live it.
I don't know. Thanks for showing up. Thank you for listening. I realize that some of these are better than others. There are times when I just show up here and I feel like I am just working so hard and other times it feels like I connect. I hope this is one of those. If it's not, just just bear with me. My intentions are good and over time, I guarantee I will get better at this. I think they say that you have to do something 10,000 times before you're proficient at it. I'm I'm a little bit away. I got a ways to go on that, but I hope you'll stick around. Let's not forget the kindness, and as always, just remember, today's your day. Make it a good one.